you know, the Lord does not make excuses and excuses don't come from God. Excuses are man-made. And this isn't referring to donations. That's this is just a total gold nugget, I guess, if you will. But try to record this about six times today. Hopefully this time is going to be the one that really, really makes it happen. <laughs> so without further ado, yeah, uh, we got Brother Jason Mitchell here. I'm going to let him, we're going to let Brother Mitchell introduce himself and uh, we'll go from there. Thank you, Brother Marshall. Uh, I'm Brother Jason Mitchell. I live in Newcastle, Indiana. I go to Victory Church and uh, so excited to do join you on this uh podcast so a little bit about myself um wasn't uh born in truth wasn't born in the church uh got a lot of a lot of different backgrounds and in, in different church settings and uh when i was a when i was about 17 years old the lord filled me with the holy ghost in uh 2005 um and i was baptized in 2006 and uh entered the ministry in 2000 seven um fortunately uh was under some great leadership and uh was able to to grow and get some experience um and then about five years ago we moved from sydney ohio to uh, newcastle indiana and uh have continued to watch the lord do some great things now 15 16 years later married uh to a beautiful wife of five beautiful children and uh Excited to see what the Lord does in the future. Amen. And you've been in Newcastle for a few years now. And us and the Mitchells, we we just had an immediate connection there whenever you guys came to Newcastle. And we're thankful to have you in our lives and excited to get you over here to Papua New Guinea. Uh, the, the power grid here in Papua New Guinea is, I, I just call it garbage. I mean, that's basically the way I feel about it. Uh, we have been out of power. We're on day number six now. So it's been just insane. We, we just seems like we never have power anymore. Um, can you explain to our listeners why that may be some of the reasons why power is so much different here than it is in America? Sure. And I guess to add to the bio, I left that part out. Um, I'm an electrician. So, and, uh, I, I work uh, for a solar company now. So that's why he's kind of asking me, but I'm not some Joe Schmo, I guess, just taking a stab <laughs> at this. Um, but a lot of the a lot of the power issues um, where you're at in Papua New Guinea uh, can be really explained from a few different factors. But one, you know, being in a third world country, the infrastructure is not great, um, to say the least. And, uh, you know, the, when I say infrastructure, I'm talking about your power lines, your substations, your generation uh, of power and um you know, that, that kind of stuff. And so, uh, the, the infrastructure is not great, but what we've seen across the world, even in third world countries, um, is an uptick in power usage. So even in third world countries, people have cell phones, they have TVs, things of that nature. And the more power people require for their day-to-day -day use, you know, that would require the infrastructure to, um, keep up with that demand and you know when a country doesn't have the money um to update or to repair infrastructure but the the power consumption continues to grow you start to see brownouts and you see blackouts and uh 
there's a there's a big need for alternative uh, power sources to help compensate for the lack of infrastructure. And then you couple that with, you know, corrupt government and, you know, just people doing whatever they want to gain an extra few few dollars here and there. Um, some serious problems on your hand. So, yeah, we we experience all of that here in PNG. I, I feel like they don't admit to it, but I feel like they have a lot of control over how much power they let us have, uh, how much water they let us have. There are actually some places where they have uh, cut the power and the water off to that place. So I know that they have a way to do that. Um, so I'm pretty sure they do that to us, too. <laughs> so like, like Brother Mitchell said, he didn't find that on chat GPT. He's an electrician and uh, he, he he's going to be coming over and, and helping us out, Lord willing, in January of next year. Uh, try to get us set up for solar. Uh, for the listeners that may not know what we have going on here in PNG, I'll, I'll just give you the breakdown. Today's the 24th of the month, uh, 24th of October. We have been through two drums of diesel, which run us about 1,000 kina per, per drum. And we have been through 600 units of power. Don't know how we went through 600 units of power because, like I said, we're on like day number six of a blackout. We're averaging, averaging anywhere from one to three hours a day of power, which is just some, you know, it's just a wonderful and uh, that breaks down to we are at roughly uh, that would be 26, 2700 Kina worth of diesel, which is almost or diesel and power, which is almost 1000 USD, which is unacceptable. You know, we complain about Duke Energy all the time in America when we get like a three hundred dollar bill. But hey, come on, let's let's get a couple thousand or a thousand dollar bill and see how you guys feel about that one. Uh, so right. brother Mitchell's going to come over and, and he's going to evaluate some things and, uh, and, and look at some things because, you know, that that's, that's what he does for his secular job. But he also, like I said, we, we had a great connection as soon as the Mitchells came to, to Newcastle and, you know, I'm ready to see not only the, the power and the property actually working, but I'm, I'm ready to see what brother Mitchell's going to do through the power of God whenever he gets here. Not only use him in the giftings that he has with his job, but use him in the giftings that God has given him. Give him a chance to to preach with an interpreter. Oh, amen, hallelujah. You know, get those fillers going there now. <laughs> trying to trying to get ready for that. But we're we're just excited about what God's going to do. And we're excited that maybe one day in the in the future we can get seven Mitchells over here to to visit us in Papua New Guinea and see if we can get get little gentry swinging from a ceiling fan or something over here that'd be pretty awesome huh that would be great that would be incredible <laughs> <laughs> but his, his skill set's going to benefit fit us greatly here in Papua new guinea and not only the electrical side of things but the spiritual side of things you know i talk on here all the time how it's great to be tied into folks back home especially close friends and you know be able to get them over here to uh, just for, if nothing else, some, some good fellowship and some good preaching and give the people a break from hearing me all of, you know, we're just thankful and we're grateful. Um, brother Mitchell, tell us about maybe some of the international traveling you've done in the past. Zero. Well, I went to Niagara Falls, so, okay. um, having, having got to do, uh, any international stuff, but brother Marshall, I'm, I'm really excited. You know, if, if for anything, you know, um, 
it's great to it's great to know that the Lord can use all aspects of our lives to uh, help with the furtherance of His kingdom. I'm you know I'm not I'm not here to work a secular job, um, you know, for eternity. That's that's just something to keep food on the table and clothes on the back for my family and myself. Uh, but when the Lord's able to use the skill sets um, that I've fortunately been able to develop through the Lord's help. Uh, you know, back then when I signed up to be an electrician, I had no clue that it would, you know, allow me to benefit the kingdom of God like this. And, um, you know, when I get into a field that quite frankly over here is a very controversial field, we won't get into all the politics of it, but, um, I, I, when I, uh, got recruited, uh, for my job, that was a big question of mine is, you know, just, uh, just on the natural, you know, spectrum of things. Is this, is this really something I want to get into the middle of? And, uh, I told my supervisor, the one that was interviewing me, um, three times in my interview, you've got the wrong guy. And, uh, he said, Nope, you're the guy. And, uh, but you know, setting all that stuff aside, you know, grateful, you know, that you would, uh, consider me, uh, and give me the opportunity to minister. But, you know, I, I've had a heart, um, I don't want to necessarily say foreign missions, you know, who knows what the Lord does, but you know, the kingdom of God is much bigger than what we know of in America. Um, you know, we're, we're real comfortable with the American church and God's using the American church to reach the world. But you know, the kingdom of God is the kingdom of God. You know, it's not, it's not an American thing. And Mm -hmm. so being in ministry, you know, I want to experience outside of what our comfort zone is. I want to be able to see how God is moving among people of different cultures and different nations and really get a better understanding of, uh, you know, the vastness of, of the Lord and, and how he moves in areas that I'm not used to. And, you know, if we're going to, if we're going to further the kingdom of God, we, we have to have a better understanding of what the kingdom of God is. So yeah, when I was, uh, when I was in my interview, um, you know, I, I told my supervisor, you know, two, three times, the one interviewing me at the time at this job, like he needed to find somebody else. I wasn't, I was telling him I wasn't a good fit. And he was telling me, no, you're the, you're the person we wanted. And so I was kind of faith and, uh, I never, never realized that God was going to use this, this particular job to be able to bless, um, you know, multiple people in the kingdom of God. And it's always a great feeling knowing that, you know, when you walk into something with some uncertainty and, uh, you know, some hesitancy that God can take that and do things you never thought possible. But, you know, aside from all that, aside from being able to come over and, and I thank you for the opportunity to, you know, uh, be able to minister, Lord willing, I get over there. But really, I'm I'm very very hungry uh, to be immer- to be immersed into a, a culture and be immersed into a, a nation that's not America. You know, we think of we think of the kingdom of God and we think of church, and um, you know, over here in the states, you know, we know the American church, right. and God is using the in church to bless the world in a lot of ways, but the American church is not 
God's church. It's not the kingdom of God. Um, you know, we, yeah, we know, we know a certain get right. Um, God in the world, uh, into the uttermost part of the earth, you know, we have to know what the kingdom of God really is. And so I'm, I'm super excited to be able to see God move and operate in areas that I'm not well acquainted with, that I'm not culturally comfortable with and, you know, get a better understanding of what God does and how God does it. So that when, wherever ministry takes me, wherever the Lord takes me and, and, and my family, you know, we have a better understanding of, of how God wants to operate, um, through the fivefold ministry, uh, through, you know, just personal relationship, um, you know, that's more in alignment with what God designed versus what our culture designs for us. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm really excited, Lord willing to come out there in January and just, just bask in what God does, um, you know, and to be filled and, and to have a better understanding and revelation of, you know, who God is and how he operates. Amen. That's awesome. And, you know, whenever you get to, even in the United States, whenever you get to travel around and see things, it's amazing to see what God does in different areas. So we're excited to get you here. But one of the keys of getting you here is funding. I mean, we all know that mission trips are super cheap, right? You you can just get on a plane for free and fly wherever you want. (laughs) So a a ticket from Indianapolis, Indiana, to Mount Hogg in Papua New Guinea. We're looking at about, uh, I'm just, I'm reaching here. It usually, I keep an eye on them, but they're usually hovering between 35 and $4,000 round trip. So um, I would like to give your company a shout out for, for sponsoring this trip as far as uh, let, letting you come over, giving you time off as, as well as help absorb some of those costs. That's awesome. Uh, and mm-hmm. so it, it's great that they're willing to 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 do that. Uh, we're excited that that they're willing to to take that step. So, can you tell us uh, a little bit about the company that you work for? We just want to give them honorable mention during this podcast. Absolutely. So, I work for PSG Energy Group, based out of Indianapolis, Indiana, and uh, what we do is mainly commercial and industrial solar systems. Um, solar arrays and uh you know we are the president of our company jennifer merzlack does an amazing job and she works for um a solar organization and she actually is in a lot of areas uh including washington dc working on legislation to help find uh better avenues um for customers to uh be able to add solar um help them to get on renewable energies and, and things of that nature. Um, you know, and then we have a great design team who, uh, utilizes some of the top softwares and, and technology to, you know, really lay out the, the best, um, arrays for each and every customer. My particular job, I'm the head over service and, uh, you know, making sure the customers are getting, the power that they purchased, you know, the, the equipment needs to be maintenance and, and, uh, 
go through preventative maintenances and things like that. So I, I'm leading that up and I'll soon be taking over a superintendent role as well to make sure that the day-to-days on new construction are flowing and going the way they need to. Um, but they're my company. So they're actually underneath the mother company is what we call it, uh, envelop and, um, very generous company. And we're, we're relatively small in number, uh, which for being a general contracting company works out really well in our favor, uh, because we can have many hands, um, being attentive to each customer's needs. Um, but in that the, the president of the company, uh, and the owners, they make it a point to, uh, give back to charities and to allow volunteer days and things of that nature. So they're extremely excited to be helping out as well, um, to, you know, help missionaries, uh, be able to have renewable sources and alternative energy sources, and also, you know, kind of see the expanse across the globe as well. So that's awesome. And like I said, you know, that traveling is not cheap. Um, so that they they've sponsored some it's none of anybody's business of how much or who done it but um that they did sponsor some but we we still have a a lot of ground to cover so sister mitchell has started a gofundme right uh yes because i am so strung out and i don't know where to put my attention half the time so my wonderful wife is uh has helped me out and pushed that through. So, <laughs> bro, I tell you what, so there's sometimes if it wasn't for Sister Marshall, I wouldn't get anything done. Sometimes it's just her talking to me, and sometimes it's just her doing whatever she has to do to make it happen. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, you know, it, we're, we're thankful that, that God gave us good help meets to, to make that happen. That, that's a huge blessing. So, Right now, Absolutely. I would like to put out a call to action for our listeners. Um, this is the first time we've had something like this come up on the podcast. So I I really want people to come through and, and help us in this matter, because not only are you helping helping a family, hel- helping a good friend of the Marshalls come over and experience Papua New Guinea, you're also helping the work here in Papua New Guinea by freeing up quite a bit of money. I mean, $1,000 a month is a lot of money. Well, I mean, no matter how how you slice that, especially when you're a missionary and you're on a limited budget, a, a thousand bucks goes a long way. So this week, I would like for you, I'm going to link up the GoFundMe and the podcast notes, but also any donations that come into the website this week, please earmark them, Mitchell. And any donations that are brought in through Stripe on my website, uh, we're, we're going to make sure that those come through to, to Brother Mitchell as well. So if you go on there, you can make a one-time donation of anywhere from $5 to, hey, $10,000, whatever you want to do. I mean, I'm not twisting any arms here, but any, any amount you would want to give. Um, any amount above and beyond uh, the amount that's needed for travel, um, which, I mean, we, we'll, we'll figure that out later right (laughs) because it it could be it could be any amount but anything above and beyond that we're going to let brother mitchell decide he can either uh bless bless a missionary uh he he can bless his family it's an offering for this trip but but anything above and beyond would be an offering for for the work 
Um, so please consider giving, uh, prayerfully consider giving to this cause. I, I know you guys support the marshals, uh, you know, monthly through your, through your helping hands and things like that. But this is something totally different. We're, we're calling out to our supporters to, to really help us out here. Uh, I'm going to link up our, our notes uh, for this podcast in, in the blog at ryandmarshall.com. That way you have access to the donation forms there. Um, all I ask is donate one way or the other so it doesn't get hit twice as much. I, I know Stripe charges me right around 3% for a processing fee on the website. And I know Go, GoFundMe's, I think it rings in around 5% for the processing fee. So whichever way you give, we appreciate it. I know I appreciate it uh, be, because we, we really want Brother Mitchell to come over and, and spend some time with us. Uh, with that being said, um, we've covered a lot today as far as infrastructure goes. I just want to say one thing, and then I'm going to hand it back over to, to Brother Mitchell to close us out. Um, but you you have a country like Papua New Guinea and a lot of other third world countries where you went from grass huts and dugout toilets and nothing to having TVs in every house, cell phones in every hand, and outlets that are being used throughout this country, some wired good, some wired bad. Uh, you have people that are stealing uh, black wire that's that's coming in because in order to get electricity ran to your house, you have to pay for the electricity lines to come in. So whenever we pay for those things, uh, some people can't afford that. So what they'll do is they'll just come in and they'll they'll take somebody else's. Right. So whenever that happens, uh, we, we have to make sure that everything's being taken care of there. So whenever they steal the lines or whenever they're the, the grid's overloaded, we have circumstances like today. Me and Brother Mitchell has been trying from, uh, it was 9 a.m. here. It's now 1.10 p.m. here. So we've been trying to get this done for a long time today. And thankfully, we've been able to get this much done. But with that being said, I'm going to hand it over to Brother Mitchell. He's going to close us out. Thank you guys for listening. Brother Mitchell, take it away. Sure. Well, first things first, um, as far as the donations. So we're looking at, you know, not only the trip to get out there, but mainly on the solar side of things, I'll be looking at the layout and the design and things of that nature. But, you know, down the road, there's there's the cost of buying the material. There's the cost of potential install, depending on what, you know, uh, the marshals and the helpers can do there. Um, they might need some professional help. So whatever donations come in, you know, will help with the cost, but anything above and all that, that'll go straight to the marshals and, you know, whatever needs to be done on that end for solar. I know, you know, it's going to, and we're, I'm going to be actively looking for ways to, you know, keep costs down and all that kind of stuff, but there will be costs today. And the Lord dro just dropped something in my mind and, and kind of into my heart. You know, the Lord does not make excuses. And excuses don't come from God. Excuses are man-made. And this isn't referring to donations. That's This is just a total gold nugget, I guess, if you will. But, you know, we make up the excuses. Those excuses are, are reasons 
to not do what God asks us to do in whatever, in whatever capacity, not ta- again, not financial, um, maybe financial, but I'm not talking about this instance. You know, if you feel God calling you to do something, if you feel God moving on you and you feel an excuse rise up, that's not a Holy ghost thing. Amen. And the kingdom of God, you know, can't operate off of a bunch of excuses. So one thing I've experienced in my life and one thing that the Lord has really, really shown me is, you know, if you fight against those excuses, God's going to open the doors in whatever capacity. So whoever's listening, um, you know, that that's just something that was dropped into my heart today, you know, and, and this pertains to missions. You know, if the marshal, the marshals could have had a million excuses and I know that there's family back here in the States and, uh, you know, friends back here in the States, but they are doing a phenomenal job um, over in Papua New Guinea and Fiji and Australia and just watching your children um, over there helping you and growing in the ministry. You know, if who knows what and the uh, great phenomenal work you guys are doing, you know, this world is a better place because you guys are you guys are taking this one step at a time. You're allowing the Lord to lead you and great things are happening over there. I cannot wait to see what God is doing in Papua New Guinea. Amen. We can't wait to get you here. Thank you so much for being on here with me today. I appreciate it. I know it's, it's late there and you have to get up. You get up at like three or four o'clock in the morning anyway. So, it's, uh, but yeah, <laughs> but thank thank you for being on here. Thank you for your, your, your kind words. Uh, thank you for all that you do for the kingdom of God. I, I greatly appreciate it. We're, we're looking forward to, to getting you over here. Again, thank you for being on. And uh, we're looking forward to talking to you soon, bro. Hey, man. Love you, bro.